Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hi, and welcome to Friends Reunion, Fanboy's Friday podcast, the only one that we do called Friends Reunion. I'm Merit <laughs> Kay, and that laugh that you hear, that sonorous tone, is of course Danielle Riendo. Hi. My, my co-host, my co-ghost. And, co-ghost. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, um, I'm going to be straight with y'all. I'm a little numb today. <laughs> Emotionally, but also physically, um, my half of my face is very numb because I had oral surgery, yeah. and uh, so I can't move parts of my mouth. Yeah. So if I sound a little funny, that's why um, it should be all sorted out by next week. But I didn't want to miss this very special fiftieth episode of Friends Reunion. Woo! Danielle, how are you celebrating? Oh, the big five O. I feel like that calls for a hearty cup of cold brew, a slice of bakery pizza, wow. uh, perhaps some Echo the Dolphin, uh, wow. maybe a little Sonic the Hedgehog. You've got you a know? whole you got a whole plan. <laughs> a whole bunch of things that we've enjoyed discussing in the last almost year. Almost yeah. year of this podcast. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I'm really glad this uh, this beautiful experiment has lasted so long. It's like a great thing, I think, to have a very chill podcast on Fridays. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, so the 50th anniversary is traditionally the golden yes. anniversary where you get gold. So um, what are some golden gamer gifts that we could, <sighs> that we could bring to the podcast? Oh, I'm thinking like. Is there like like a gold edition of like a game? Right. Oh, Xbox Game Pass Gold. That's perfect. That's, That's perfect. a perfect gift. We'll get a subscription for the podcast. Yeah. Um, Ra- Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege Gold Edition for PC. Oh a gold edition of that. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Gold Edition. There's so many gold editions of games. This yeah. is easy. Perfect. This is honestly the easiest gift. Um, there's also, of course, like games that have gold or golden in them, like Golden Sun. Golden there's Sun. A, there's a good one right there. Um, uh, the Wario games are about getting treasure. Oh yeah, the Wario games. He loves treasure. He he loves to get those the coins and stuff. Yeah, the gold. As Jordan is helpfully pointing out in the show oh, notes, golden cartridges. Gold of cartridges. Zelda games. Yeah. There's yeah. Um, there was the NES gold cartridge, and then the. Nintendo 64 ones were gold as well. Yeah. I don't think the Super Nintendo was. I don't think so either. Um, I want to see I, a list. I feel like we've talked about this before of like yeah. game cartridges being different colors, but I want to see if I can find a list of like uh, 
games that are in gold cartridges? Because I think there were more than just Zelda. I think so, too. Um, And, of course, we all remember the banana-colored cartridge for Donkey Kong 64. uh, Donkey Kong Land. But, you know. uh, Oh, yeah, and Donkey Kong Land Oh, I think Pokemon Gold. Was was had a gold cartridge? Oh shit! Well, that that makes sense. That's pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, it's pretty nice. It has a nice feel to it. A nice, uh, not a mouth feel, but a nice t- texture. Don't yeah, don't put those in your mouth. Don't put don't, it don't you put it in your mouth? <laughs> That's a bad idea, um, and people shouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Senaxi eight fifty two and one game card cartridge. Oh. Uh, that one. Is good. Oh, uh, of course, there is the Nintendo World Championship Gold Cart, which is one yes. of the most expensive uh, NES cartridges. It was made for the Nintendo World Championships. It was, oh, wow. um, yeah. there's like those ones that are just a gray cartridge with a label on it. And then there's the gold ones that they just like stuck a sticker on. And they're just absurdly expensive. <sighs> wow. That's a. I mean, it's kind of incredible to be honest. Like, yeah. if you have something like that, you had to be such a champion in the first place, and or you then, got it, or you bought it really from someone. Oh yeah, well, I guess you're a champion of capitalism, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a champion in my book, to be clear. <laughs> but um, I think, I think it's more golden gate, golden axe. There's a lot of fakes too of axe. these, so there's a lot of uh, fool's gold out there oh, oh, yes. for all of these games because like they're so valuable that there is a market of uh duplicating them killer instinct gold i don't remember if that had a gold cartridge or not but it has gold in the title yeah yeah i, I think it that. counts it yeah. counts as a, a beautiful present i actually kind of liked those games so. i liked those games too except yeah. i was never very good at them killer instinct is like as a fighting game it's just like it's almost like anime fighting games where like the combos are just like absurdly long and yeah. I have no idea what's happening. And then someone just explodes and dies. Yeah. I, this won't surprise anyone who's ever talked to me, but I like fighting games for things that have nothing to do with the fighting. In them. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. Like Mortal Kombat was always fun for me because I thought there were like cool stories happening in the background of the levels and stupid things like that. Like as a kid, I was just like, Way more interested in yeah. the toasty guy and yeah. What's smoke. going on behind those trees? What's right? that about? What's what in are the pit? Those trees? What's the moon? Why is Santa flying across the moon? Right, like that's so much that's, cooler. It speaks to a wider universe, you know. I think yeah, those games like that's one thing that they did really well. Is I mean, they were known for just being really violent at the time, but there were yeah. all these weird secrets around them that like other people have remarked on this too. But like, sure. Street Fighter was pretty straightforward. There were a few secrets, like people thought Shenron was a character for a long time, yeah. and people were like trying to unlock characters that didn't exist or that were whatever. But um, Mortal Kombat really played into the whole schoolyard mentality of like sharing like secrets and stuff, like because yeah. fatalities weren't typically like like marked on. The, I don't know anyone who knew how to do a fatality when I was a kid. <laughs> Right, like they right, were right. so hard. And then like, yeah, all the secrets of like, oh, if you defeat your opponent in this level at this specific time in a specific way, then you get to fight smoke or, or reptile or something. It was so cool. Like, and it was before the internet. So like, you couldn't look this stuff up. You had to just like talk to your friends and figure it out on your own. I'm sort of, I've always been weirdly 
surprised that there weren't more, or actually, like, the whole idea of, like, the meta-myths about things, like, oh, yeah. you know, like, certain characters in the game are, are finding out the secrets. I'm honestly almost shocked that, like, we didn't have more of those mm. because of how many things were in the culture, right? Like, okay, I don't know why, for example, I mean, I would get really into, like, Super Mario games, and I would get really into, like, finding secrets in that and finding secrets in Mortal Kombat and all these kinds of games. And, like, we all have, like, a a memory of that, right? If you're a certain age, you know, and played video games, you have certain memories about, like, oh, this was a rumor in this, and that was a rumor in that. It almost shocks me that there are, that there weren't more like homegrown myths, if that makes sense. Like I in Rhode Island or something. Like, why yeah. wasn't it a myth that, you know, I don't know, you could find a clamshell in Super Mario Brothers 3 if you did something. <laughs> like, I guess I, I'm surprised at how big these myths were for not having the internet. Mm. Like it always has been wild to me. Like, is this just word of mouth? Like, obviously there was Nintendo power. There were some outlets, there were magazines, there were things, there was TV shows, there were, you know, objects of mass media. But yeah. it's not like objects of mass media were telling you to do the secrets. Like those were, not, that wasn't really where you figured out, oh, if you go behind this block in Super Mario Brothers 3 and you crouch down, you get to go behind the scenery. Like that right. was just something that everybody kind of knew. And I'm like, why didn't we have more weird things like that, that, you know, um, were more homegrown or like, oh, you know, Luigi is really Mario's stepbrother, whatever, like bizarre things that I'm <laughs> I'm surprised that there weren't more like regional or, you know, small pockets of that. Yeah. I think it's really interesting how rumors like that spread before the internet. Yeah. Like um, the big one, like the the huge one that I always think about is the Paul is dead one, which isn't about games, but it's right, right, right. the, uh, the conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney died in 1966 and was replaced by a lookalike. And there's like all of this like evidence where if you like look at like the cover photo of Abbey Road, he's like walking out of step with a bandmates and he's barefoot. There's like right. lyrical evidence, quote unquote. And like it was studied by like sociologists and stuff in the 70s because it was like, how did this spread so far? Right. Um, and this was before the internet, before any of that stuff. And um, then like with games, I feel like there was early internet stuff that like it was just becoming available to like everyday people yeah but yeah. there were no authorities on the internet at the time like there was no like verification of anything right. so like any geocity site could be true or false like you had no way of knowing so like the rumors that really stick out to me um when i think about um when i was growing up are pokemon related yeah. Because like we all kind of knew that there were other Pokemon th games maybe coming or that already out or something. And that contributed to the, like this weird stuff of like people thought that the Pokemon Meryl, which is just like a water type. It's cute. It's like a little bulb. It kind of looks yeah. like Pikachu. People thought that it was a Poke God called oh. Pika Blue <laughs> and uh, that there were other Poke Gods that you could capture. Oh, and there wow. is, of course, also the uh, the famous Mew is under the truck uh, by the SSN thing, where it was like you had to do a really specific sequence <laughs> of events, and then you could push the truck out of the way and then get Mew. And then I think in like a remake of those games, they added like a little nod to that. Like there's yeah. like an item underneath there or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was wild. And there was like no way of, of knowing, right? Other than like yeah. Nintendo Power and stuff. But like there was kind of the sense that like, oh, they wouldn't say 
if this stuff was like right. true or not because they were kind of like in on it. Yeah, and that's where all that uncle that works in Nintendo stuff comes oh, in. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that whole, the reason why that game and, uh, you know, that sort of like meme around it are so popular was because like that would be the the thing. That would be like, oh, I know somebody whose uncle works at Nintendo and they said that Mario 7 is coming out, you know, whatever stupid thing. <laughs> like, and like you're a kid, you you don't have any sense of what's actually yeah. real or how to verify anything. So it comes into your imagination. You have this like vision in your head of Mario 7 and it's just wild. It's and it turns out that Mario 7 wild. is just a ROM hack of a Flintstones game <laughs> and they put Mario's head on Fred Flintstone's body and that's <laughs> yeah. Mario 7. It was very that, disappointing. That might be Mario 5. <laughs> I forget. There is a game like that that's called like a numbered Mario and there are a lot of those games of like numbered Mario games that are just like weird bootleg hacks. Um, Some of them are like deliberate homebrew that are like, you know, made more recently. I guess there's kind of a blurry line, right? Because like, you know, hobbyists will make these games where they're like, just like they mod or like hack Castlevania or Mario or whatever. But then also there's like the sort of more bootleg stuff, which is kind of trying to pass itself off as real. And uses like official art, but often from like not the right game. Like they'll have like oh, sure. Mario sixty four art on an S- on an NES cartridge, and it's like yeah. a weird ROM hack, like a weird Russian ROM hack of a of a Flintstones game. Um, oh, wow! Yeah, Jordan says that he has a ROM for Sonic the Hedgehog on SNES. That's a hack of a Speedy Gonzalez game. <laughs> yeah, so it's like yeah. funny how these like the people were making this stuff. Um, and I think that maybe fed into some of this too. Yeah, that's so cool. This is stuff I love kind of sinking my teeth into because it just sort of weirdly speaks to like a desire for more of a great thing that you already find mm. wonderful. And also like a weird creativity, like a weird creative itch that people have and that that kind of throws stuff into it. It's, it's fun. It's like thinking of um, people's brains as like being in a weird creative soup. Uh, and uh, the primordial creative soup, if you will, of video mm-hmm, games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun to think about. It's fun to theorize about, I suppose, uh, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I know we wanted to um, not have a super long one today uh, because you you probably need to rest a bit. Do you want to talk about some work that you did this week that was especially awesome or exciting? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um God, what did I do this week? <laughs> I'm so out of it. <laughs> it's okay. Um, You're a trooper just for like podcasting and being on streams this week. So like, <laughs> you have all my respect. I am saluting you like Master Chief. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Just like Master Chief. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, what have I done this week? Um. You know, we're we're publishing Dylan Roth's WandaVision reviews, which is yeah. uh, is really cool. I'm excited about that. I love Dylan's writing. He previously covered uh, Discovery for us. Yes. And um, I think Picard as well. Yeah, yeah that was someone so. else. Um, but yeah, um, so that's really cool. Um, what else? Yeah, my brain is souped. <laughs> oh, oh! you had a K-hole this week, too. We did have a K-hole this week yeah. that went up. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, of course. Um, we had an episode with my good friend, Jay Bearhat. Yeah. 
And uh, that was really cool. Uh, we talked about, God, a wide range of stuff. And uh, <laughs> they told this really incredible story about being high at a furry convention and yes. just having this really bizarre incident um, occur, uh, which was really wild Did to hear about. Broken glass? Broken I glass. Think. And then like a parade of like fursuiters. Um, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, I want to talk yeah. about actually something from last week Please. that I don't think I talked about on the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, we published a piece called A Day in the Life of a Casino Game Developer in India. Yeah. Did I talk about this last week? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, so this is by a, by, uh, by a writer named uh, Repu Singh. Yeah. And uh, it's just like basically a profile of a guy who works for an American company that outsources a lot of its work to India, like many tech companies. Yeah. There are 1.5 million tech employees in Bangalore alone. And uh, so this is a part of the gaming industry that like we don't really talk about that much. Um, yeah. But it's like monetarily, it's enormous. Um, this company is like a $3 billion a year company. Wow. And uh, so it's like, it makes like lottery and gambling stuff. And, you know, people have to make that software and people have to make those games. And even yeah. if, you know, it's kind of like how we, we treat mobile games a lot of the time is like we sort of ignore them, but like they're a huge part of how people engage with with like play and games. Uh, even if we, you know, with gambling, if we think it's like kind of gross or whatever, it's like right. it, it's there. So we, we should probably look at it. And um, yeah, basically just talking about how like COVID has impacted all of this stuff and how it's hard to like, you know, you'd think, okay, you could maybe build your skills in like this casino gaming industry. Yeah. And then if you're really passionate about games, you could maybe move into like a AAA industry or something else. But yeah. basically what the guy that he was interviewing says is like, that's really hard to do. Mm. Um, and like it like often does not happen despite people wanting to do that. And it's just like a really interesting profile to me. I, I would really recommend that people check it out because um, it's like, again, just like a part of the gaming industry considered really broadly that is like almost never talked about. Yeah. Um, first of all, the, the casino and gambling stuff. And second of all, like the fact that this is like tech work that is not included in a lot of those conversations that we normally have about like, oh, devs or like whatever who are working in like, you know, the States or Europe or whatever. Um, this is like labor that's being outsourced to <laughs> India and people are being paid, you know, a lot less yeah. than they would be in, in the West. So uh, yeah, really interesting stuff and um, kind of a look at a side of the industry that we don't hear much about. So I would really recommend that people go check that piece out. Yeah, absolutely. It's so fascinating to me whenever we hear Whenever we get a piece like this that actually looks into something I just don't think of, that I just don't think of when I think about games or the game industry, and it's just like, oh my god, it's it's just very eye opening and very very interesting to hear about. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome piece. yeah. How about yeah. you? Well, I um, let's see. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. 
I have been in, mostly in meetings for the last two mm-hmm. weeks, like just meetings, meetings, meetings. And they've been really good meetings. But this week I had a little burst of creative energy and I kind of did like the Danielle equivalent of shit posting, which is like I did two small things that I <laughs> had like way like an outsized amount of fun working on. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick those things for today. I made a really just dumbass fucking video Um just, just a little one of the little tiny videos that I do, just throwing some pings together, slinging some pings, you might say, mm-hmm. um, from one of our conversations from Fanwith this week, which was about a dinner party. Like, if you could invite whatever mm-hmm. game characters you want to a dinner party, uh, who would they be? And I, I mostly just used it as an excuse to um, play with pings of uh, Doctor Darling from Control and Green Jello molds. That's most of what that was. It was like a fever dream I had on a Tuesday night, and I just, it was fun. I just had a good time with it. And uh, yesterday, I saw that the internet was really just, not the internet. (laughs) I saw that queer and gaming Twitter yesterday was losing its mind collectively over the hot, tall vampire lady from the Resident Evil Village Oh, yeah, I kind of missed out on this. What is this about? I'm a little sad that you did because it was very amusing, at least to me. Now, again, my brain has been cooked by meetings, so I may have found this much more amusing than I would have normally found it, but I found it very amusing yesterday. So yesterday there was a big Resident Evil Village, like, showcase, and Capcom showed off, like, a trailer. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, Jordan is uh, making sure I'm keeping with my journalistic integrity. Her name is Lady... Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu? Dimitrescu. Is that Romanian? It might be Romanian. Dimitrescu? Dimitrescu? Is that? Mm. Dimitrescu? Uh, Dimitrescu? Dimitrescu? I'm going to go with that, I think, maybe. And if I'm wrong, please please do correct me. Um, But that's her proper name. So they showed off like a trailer for the game uh, with a whole bunch of CG stuff, you know, cutscene stuff and a little bit of gameplay. And then they went through with a little bit more of like a very guided gameplay tour, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now, halfway through the sort of little cutscene section, um, our, our fair lady here, there's a point where she's on the phone with like the mother, I think is the name of the character. And she's like, yes, don't worry. We know how important he is. And then of course, you're the important man, Ethan Winters, Evan Winters, whatever. He doesn't matter in this. And, uh, you know, there's a point where she like, captures you and she and her little coven of other vampires are like looming over your character and people just got real horny for it like real real horny for it she's very very tall she's an incredibly tall uh lady she wears a big white hat she wears gloves she's got like a white victorian looking dress uh and i decided that like what if i made a lex ad for her like what if i made a personal profile for her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what does she like? What does she want? What is she looking for, you know, in her love life? And so I made this incredibly stupid Photoshop. And uh, Stephen, who wrote an actual editorial piece on her, was kind enough uh, to let me attach that incredibly, incredibly stupid Photoshop uh, to their piece, which made me feel good, made me feel very validated. And uh, yeah, that's that's what that's what that was. It was fun. It made me laugh. I had way too much caffeine, and I wasn't sure if anybody else would think it was funny. Uh, but sometimes you just you just get that little burst of energy, you know. Towards the end of the week, you get that little bit of uh, slightly manic energy, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's where it went this week, and I I, uh, I had a lot of fun with it. 
So I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about this lady and uh, how prominently it appears that she will play in the game because folks were excited about her when, I think it was probably in June, like during the, yeah, not E3, but E3 stuff when, you know, maybe she first made an appearance, but she was in a lot of this, uh, uh, this event. So the lady is here and uh, that's cool. Yeah. I, um, I hate to be the, uh, hate to be a Debbie Downer oh. on this um, because I think it's it's really funny and cool um, <laughs> for the most part. I also just like, I don't know, whenever, whenever there's a thing of like some character that's like perceived as like intimidating and people are like, oh, step on me. Oh, yeah. It's like, I feel like it sometimes feeds into this thing of like, men mainly (laughs) thinking that it's okay to express like you know like un um unasked for like sexual thoughts if they're like in this mode of like oh step on me i'm harmless please step on me and it's like that's as gross as like being like i want to fuck you or whatever to me and like it just flies under the radar sometimes because I think people think that it's like disarming and like, it's not um, like it's not serious or whatever. So like, I don't want to like ruin anyone's fun. I just like, I always think about that stuff when things like this come up of like, okay, cool. Like, that's great. And also like, you're ultimately, if you like, you're a dude expressing your horniness for this character, like you're still just like being horny for a lady and like that's fine but just like it's not qualitatively different than if you were just like wow gazangas (laughs) yeah i that's a very very good point and also as with everything on the internet you know an hour after it's like not funny anymore basically or it's like gotten both gross and old so this is one of those things i don't know context matters because it's very different for like you to make like a fake dating profile that it is for just like <laughs> some guy to be like hachi machi steppy like p- <laughs> please steppy yeah yeah it's um, fair i have a little bit more yeah. a, a little more freedom there also because it's a lex ad i was like what well, specifically a lex i use like the fonts and the colors it's a very uh crap. specific it's, fa- kind it's of, specific yeah so yeah um yeah that's but that's also super fair like i don't know it's it's fine to be horny just like own your horny like, again you know what it yeah is, like you know? i don't like, want to be the person who's like yeah no you can't do that but like i always find myself in this position online of like having to be like i don't know the arbiter of horniness i guess of like <laughs> sure when people are like no one should ever be allowed to express anything it's like well no i don't think that's true and then when people are like everyone should just be allowed to say all the things they want to do sexually all the time it's like I don't know that that's it either. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel yeah. like there is like a middle way not to be like all like, oh, the truth must be somewhere in the middle. But like, I don't know. Just like, well, there is a context. And like, there's a balance. Yeah, there's a, there's a balance and there's context and there's, yeah. you know, situations and there's appropriateness and there's familiarity with other people. Yep. And we're all navigating this stuff together. So I, I don't really, um, I try not to take it too seriously when, you know, someone fumbles this stuff because yeah. online too, it's like confusing and tone isn't always easy to read. Yeah. And a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, what's funny to me 
about this just and we can we can move on after this. But what's funny to me about it is that it's so obvious that I don't think anyone on the team making this game or the marketing team really were prepared for that yeah. thirst. Like I think it's like a very unintentional thirst kind of thing. That is very which funny did when it happens. Me. Yeah. 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 So that yeah, whenever the, like because you know like if a char- if they make a character that's like if you make a a quiet or something, you know yeah. what you're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. But like a oh, big tall lady wearing just like traditional like fancy clothes and big hat people they were like i'm sure there were some people on that team who were like like oh mommy but like probably a lot of them were just like this is the big tall lady villain who's gonna like capture the character and like it's she's scary and uh they were probably just like what is happening (laughs) what why is this happening who what's going on what is what is wrong with you people (laughs) like one of those kind of things like Mm -hmm. even though i yeah you should obviously don't judge anybody for their horny but like it's very that part did give me a tickle. Like I was It I, always is very funny to me when a character yeah. who like isn't necessarily intended to be like this sex symbol becomes this focus of like yes. the internet for a while. Yeah. There's there's just something magical about that. Uh so yeah. I had my small creative burst and I I was happy with that. And I'm also really looking forward to weeks where I have somewhat fewer meetings, which is starting to happen. Starting to happen. January has just been like strategy January. So a lot of that stuff is planning and figuring things out and making sure people are feeling good, like reviews and and all sorts of stuff has been going on. So yeah, there's a lot of like background stuff going on, but it also yeah. enables us to uh, do more cool things. So I'm I'm happy with the way it's, it's head has turned out, basically. Hey, do you think uh, yeah. when they invented Renamon, they knew that that was the one that people were going to be horny for? <laughs> because there are just people, like there are Digimon that are just people, like yeah. the angel ones, they're just hot people. But then everyone was like, no, what I want to do is have sex with that fox. Right. And right, right, uh, right. I wonder how how surprised the creators of Digimon were that like that was the one that people were right. like, this is my wife, this fox, not yeah. the not the big lady with angel wings, um, the fox lady. That's yeah, to me always the big example that I think of when this stuff comes up. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. Um, Jordan is saying, remember in Digimon World how if you have an angel mon or an angel woman, you can watch them. Poop. I do not remember this because I never played that game, but that's upsetting. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. I had no idea that was a feature. They just, even the human ones just like just poop? poop. That's horrible. Like, do they go to a bathroom setting? They just poop. So are, are they like walking around and then there's just poop? They're wizards. They just poop and then they use their magic to make it go away. <laughs> That's kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, Very that's interesting. one word for it. Very interesting. You you take them to the toilet if you can swing it. But but like, will poop just appear? Like they're walking around and just I, we like can't. A, this is too it's, it's I just it's, yeah, this is this, this is, is a lot. This, this is going is in another direction. Yeah, this is going in another direction. Um it, it it piqued my interest, but I am now I am now um yeah, we can't end on poop, I don't think. No. I mean like I, look, some people can. I just don't want to right now. All right. I just don't want to end on poop. So let's um, 
Yeah. Wow. Well, I, my head is now. What do you think about that Ghostbusters guy? Oh, he's so cute. Muncher? Muncher? Is that his name? Is his name Muncher? I don't know. We have a review up of him. We, we can check what I his name think is. I it's Muncher, but like, he's so cute. He's blue and he's cute. And he looks like he enjoys his life. Like, LB really was uh, very impressed uh, with Muncher. Uh, and that was that was really kind of a delight. Uh, yeah, another yeah. thing that came out of out of yesterday's you know small creative explosion. A lot I think of weird that guys came out of yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Just like right? a lot of, of of characters, like Muncher, the tall lady. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. So Hopefully. wait, this guy appeared in an episode of Master Chef, Master Chef Junior Spain. What? what? That's how we found out about Muncher. That's really weird. What a branding conference. What a meeting of the minds of marketing on that one, I guess. Just a weird little dude. Yeah. He looks like fun, though. You know, he looks like he has a good time. Uh, and yeah. I respect that. I respect that very much. Uh, R.I.P. Slimer. Yeah. I wonder if Slimer is in ghost hell now. Like, did Slimer die and then go to, like, a second ghost hell? God, that's also, crazy. is Slimer John Belushi? Oh, wow. I have no idea. Is he? Let's find this out. Let's find this out. Let's fact check. I mean, it's... I don't think there is, like, a, a concrete way to say or not, but um, it's been said that Slimer this was inspired... Is an uncle that works in Yeah. No, 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 no. It's been said that Slimer was inspired by John Belushi. I see, I see, I see, I see. And apparently Slimer was created in a, quote, cocaine frenzy. <laughs> Is this the sci-fi wire piece here? Uh, there are several pieces okay, about gotcha. how cocaine <laughs> was responsible for Slimer. <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, oh my God. That's really, I can see it, you know, I can absolutely see it. Uh, there's a lot of that. Make him more cartoony. Make him less cartoony. Wow, there's a lot. Apparently, a lot of things happened in the beginning uh, with uh, with all of this. The making of Slimer. I pulled out a stack of headshots of John Belushi, poured a gram of cocaine on it, and started chopping up lines. <laughs> I literally thought that John Belushi's ghost came to me to help me out. And he also encouraged me to lay off the drugs. What? All right. There it is. And that's a quote from Steve Johnson, who did the FX and designed Slimer. Uh, that is uh, perfect. I, I really like that Good the cocaine from both, John brought, yeah. Yeah, both brought the vision and also the vision said, you're doing a little too much. Like hey, you, gotta, you gotta hold off a little. Pack it in, son. Yeah, like, like, please. I'm awesome, but I'm not worth like an actual heart attack. So please. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, I think on that note, that's a beautiful note to end on. on I an think apparition so too. Of, yeah. of such uh, designation. So, yeah. So I got rid of the the old thing, and now we have a new thing. Uh, I'm just going to say with that, I think we're ready to say goodbye for now, but not for long. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and rate and review our podcast, that helps us so, so, so much, and we really do appreciate it. You can listen to all of our shows at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or if podcastnet.work that <laughs> also goes there you can follow us on twitter at fanbyte media tiktok on fanbyte uh instagram at fanbyte 
and of course, on fanbyte.com. And you can watch all of our excellent streams, including Merit Souls, which is on uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you so much to Jordan Mallory for producing. And uh, Merit, where can people find you online? I'm at Merit K on Twitter. And Jordan awesome. is at Jordan underscore Mallory. Also, yes. I want to shout out to Goodwill Goblin, Ooh. which is a great Twitter account that uh, tracks interesting Goodwill finds. Incredible. Run by Jordan, if that's okay to say. And if not, he can delete this. <laughs> it does the power of production. <laughs> awesome. Um, and thank you. Thank you very much for that. Goodwill Goblin great place to look for cool stuff. I am at Danielle R.I. if you care to follow me. And on that note, we're gaming here. <laughs> we're gaming here? <laughs> I feel like I'm up with a better sign off. <laughs>